Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that we can learn your word together. And we believe, Father, the teacher of this camp is not me, but it's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, you are the greatest teacher. So we ask for your anointing, for your guidance and your grace in this teaching time, Lord, that you will be upon everybody in this room. You shall open our spiritual eyes to see your truth. You open our spiritual ears to hear what your spirit needs to say, and open our heart to receive and to understand the wisdom of God. We thank you, Father. May every word that come out from my mouth come from the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Second Timothy chapter three verses one to five. But know this that in the last days. Perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good. Traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. I agree with the writing of Paul. We are getting into the end times. And you can see all this kind of thing happen outside the church, and even in the church congregation, that we can see more and more people who are lovers of themselves. They don't care much about God. They don't care much about other people. Lovers of money, boaster, proud, unthankful, lack of loyalty, unforgiving, all these things, and these people have a tendency to hurt you. And to damage your life, and I have faced that in my life so many times. Sometimes I have done good to people for years, and suddenly they turn around and they wanted to get rid of me. And I was shocked. What is going on here? I did not hurt you, but again, in the end time like this, demons are working very hard on the non-believers and also for the believers who care about only rituals. And godliness, without believing in the power of the Holy Spirit, therefore we need God's protection all around us, 24/7. Psalm chapter 4, verse 8. I write this scripture: I will both lie down in peace and sleep. How many people want to sleep well at night? For you alone, the Bible doesn't say you. And the security system, and the gun loaded with pistol in my safe, and all the computer system. No, 
you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. God alone, He is the only one who can protect us, who can keep us dwell in perfect safety. We need to depend on the Lord. He alone is our defender, our protector, our rescuer. We need Him. And in order for God to really work on our life and act on our behalf, we need to have faith. Faith moves the hand of God. Faith gives the legal right to God to do something for us according to His promise. If we want God to protect us, we need to walk by faith. We need to hear the Word of God. I recommend you listen to this teaching series again and again until you have strong faith in the subject of divine protection. As we read from 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1, we can see that we are living in the perilous times, in a very dangerous time nowadays. Therefore, as soldier of Christ, as the disciple of Jesus Christ, we need to be trained. We need to be well prepared so that we can enjoy life and will not be destroyed too soon or die too soon. And not only that, we need to know how to receive protection so that we can run the race to the end, so that we can finish our course. And one day, when we stand before the Lord Jesus Christ, we can smile and say, Lord, I finished my course, I have done my best, and I live to the end until the calling of God in my life has been fulfilled. That's my goal. How about you? Do you live for Jesus? Or do you live for yourself? I want to encourage all of you. God has given you life, breathing, the heartbeat, the money, the education, the giftings, the abilities, not just for yourself. He put you in this generation so that you can serve Him, so that you can fulfill God's purpose in your life, the calling in your life. I want to beg all of you, please, don't just live for yourself. Get involved. Pull up your sleeve and start to serve the Lord and run your race. And one day when you stand before Jesus, you will not regret because the Lord will not shake his head and say, Honey, I give you so much, but you have done nothing. You bury everything that I have given you in the ground, and you have done nothing for my kingdom. And I hope that you will be that another person who the Lord say, You are good and faithful servant. Come in. I have rewards for you. Look at that mansion that the angels has built for you. You have a big mansion in heaven. You have a lot of rewards full in the truck. God prepare truck loaded rewards for you because you lived your life for the Lord. I want to tell you one thing. You will never become a happy man and a happy woman until you live your life according to what created you to be. It's like a bird. If you put the bird on the branch all the time and put the chain 
on the bird legs and the bird cannot fly, that bird will not be happy. The bird has to fly. I'm a happy man not because I'm a neurosurgeon, but because I am doing what God called me to do. We all need to find the calling, and definitely the devil will try to get rid of us, want to kill us, destroy us, and steal things from our life. We need the protection of the Lord. Again, the Bible says, "In the last day, perilous times will come." We are living in a very dangerous world, and it's not our job to make this world a safe place. No, you can try and try and try. You will never become successful in making this world a very safe place to live in. This world is full of dangers, perils, and a lot of problems. Why? Because not everybody is born again. Why? Because demons are still around. The devil is still free to do his work. The Lord hasn't put him in hell yet, so he's still floating around doing his work. Not only that. Not every believer is a mature Christian, so some Christians are very nasty too, and can hurt you. You have to be careful. I heard that somebody in our church got cheated by a person called himself Christians, and this man he called himself Christian, but he cheated millions of dollars from many churches around the world, and he even teach the Bible. He has a Bible study group. And this man is in jail right now. The FBI caught him and put him in jail. In a few years, he's gonna come out and enjoy his money because he sent all the money to another land. He put the money. So you can be hurt by so-called believers as well. We are living in the world full of demons, curses, crazy people, evil people, calamity, natural calamity. We are living in a very sinful world. Therefore, we need the protection of the Lord. As long as we live, as long as our children live and grandchildren live and great grandchildren live, we need the protection of the Lord. Second Corinthians chapter 11, verse 26. I read from New King James and then NIV. In journeys, often in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen. In perils of the Gentiles, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils amongst false brethren. Second Corinthians eleven twenty six in NIV say, "I mean Paul have been constantly on the move. I have been in danger from rivers." In danger from bandits, in danger from my own countrymen, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, and in danger from false brothers. There are false brothers in the church. Paul was an anointed man of God. He was one of the best apostle and teacher in the body of Christ of all generation. He was so full of faith. He even went to visit the third heaven. I have never gone to heaven, but he went to visit the third heaven. He walked by faith. He has so much power and anointing in his life. He was led by the Holy Spirit all the time. This man wrote so many letters in the New Testament, and he was saying that all of these years of his service life, he faced all kind of dangers. 
He could not even avoid dangers, even though God loved him so much. He said that he has been in in a very dangerous situations. Paul was saying to us that we all gonna face dangers as well. God never promises that we will never face any dangers or any problems in life, but God gives us the big promise. Even though we face problems, God shall protect us, and God shall deliver us from all of them. Second Timothy three ten to eleven continue to say, "But you have carefully followed my doctrine, manner of life, purpose." Faith, long-suffering, love, perseverance, persecutions, afflictions, which happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured, and this is a key sentence I want to emphasize. And out of them all, the Lord delivered me. Everyone say, out of them all. The Lord delivered me. Let me read from NLT. You know how much persecution and suffering I have endured. You know all about how I was persecuted and in Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra. But the Lord delivered me from all of it. Everyone say all. all. No exception. Hundred percent of the time. God can protect us and deliver us. In ASV, persecutions, suffering, what things befell me at Antioch, at Iconium and Lystra, what persecutions I endured, and out of them all, the Lord delivered me. I like to read many versions so you can see what Paul tried to say here. Does the Lord promise us to protect us in dangers? This Lord promised us that He's going to deliver us from all of the attacks and all the calamities and all the problems in life. Does God promise us? Is that the promise of God? He never promised that we will never face problem. We're going to continue to face some dangers and problem because we are living in a very dangerous world. Look at the Old Testament, Psalm 34, verse 19. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivered him out of them all. Wow! Both the New Testament, the Old Testament, say the same thing. Everyone say, "Out of them all, I will come true in victory. I'm more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. I am delivered." I am protected from every bad situation. Do you believe that? I believe so. I believe God can deliver us from all of them. Think about everything that Paul had gone through in his life: persecutions, rejection, shipwrecks, all kinds of problems, being stoned, being whipped. He was put in jail and he was whipped. He went through a lot of dangers. And he say, "All of them, all, God deliver me." And the Bible say, "You alone, O Lord, you keep me in perfect safety. You alone, who we can put our trust in for protection, 
after I read all this scripture. Who should we put our trust in for protection? The Lord. Don't put your trust in me, please. You're gonna be disappointed. I'm not God. You cannot trust me fully because I'm human being. But I and you can trust the Lord. Psalm chapter 91 verses 1 to 2 say, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him I will trust. Let me ask you this question. Is saying important? Let me ask the question again. How Did God create everything in the universe? How? Spoken words. He has faith, and He spoke it, and things happen. Let me ask another question: How did you become born again, Christian? Believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that the Lord Jesus was raised from the dead on the third day, and you. Is your Lord and your Savior. Be careful. Demons also believe that Jesus is the Lord and Jesus is the Savior. But the difference between Christians and demons or Satan is that we repent and we really treat God as our Lord. When God say turn right, we turn right. When God say turn left, we turn left. But demons, even though they believe that Jesus is God. And they believe that Jesus is the Savior, but they don't obey God. They don't repent. That is a big difference. Therefore, don't call yourself Christians if you never repent and you never obey anything God say in the Bible. Amen. I don't want to be surprised on that day when I go to heaven. Where is pirate? No, just the. <laughs> I haven't finished my sentence. And the Lord said to me, "Oh, he's here." He is in his mansion. <laughs> he enjoy eating bun thit neung in the mansion there. <laughs> Now let me ask another question: How do you move the mountains in your life? How? You believe and you say to the mountain, "Mountain, be removed into the sea." Is that right? Sometimes people come to me and ask me, Pastor, how are we going to get rid of this problem? I just smile and say, "Speak it, say it, command it," and they look at me. What? Huh? I thought you're going to pray for me. I thought you're going to lay hand on me. I thought you have some other secret, very deep secret in the Word of God. I say, "No, nothing. Just speak it." Get out of here! You command that mountain to come out from you. You command that curse to come out of you. Amen. Hallelujah! If the devil try to attack your children, take them away from the church. You just command, devil, stop! Put your hand on my children. My children shall be saved. You speak it by faith. Second Corinthians chapter four verse thirteen. And since we have the same spirit of faith, faith in the heart, according to what is written. I believe, and therefore I sleep. I believe, and therefore I complain. I believe, and therefore I walk away. 
I believe and therefore I cry. I believe and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. Let me ask one more time: Is saying important? Is speaking? Is your word important? If you wake up in the morning and you say, "I don't know, I may get into car accident today, I may die soon," do you think it's going to happen? It may happen. So don't say something like that. Oh, my ancestor died at 40 years old. I think I'm gonna die at 40 years old. Don't say that. You say I'm gonna live a long life, yeah. and I shall see God's salvation. Yeah. He give me good days. Yeah. You speak it by faith. Faith and compassion are good friends. They are very good friends together. You need to have faith, and you need to speak. Why? Because. Both faith and speaking from your mouth will give the legal right to the Lord Jesus, to the living God, to work in our life. If we expect God's protection, we need to say something. We need to say, "God is my protector. God is my fortress, and He is my refuge. And in Him, whom I trust, I am protected." Amen? Amen. Everyone, speak. What? Who is God? Who is God to you? What does He do for you? He gave me protection. Can you say it out loud? God is my protector. We learned from last night that when God's people forsake God, leave God out, kick Him out of their life, reject the Bible, reject the way of God, and When they get into trouble and they cry out to God, God will say, "I'm sorry, I have no right to help you. I am not obligated to help you. You call your own God, your money, your computer, your job to help you because you have kicked me out for a long time. You have nothing to do with me." That's what we learned last night. We read so many passages of the Scripture. If you are not having a covenant with God, The covenant means like this: God, you are my God. You shall provide for me. You shall bless me. You shall protect me. And I make a covenant. I will serve you. I will follow you. I will do everything to obey you. If you don't make that covenant, He has no obligation to protect us. Sometimes we just think that God has to do His part alone, and we don't need to do anything on our part. Oh God, you know I grew up in a Christian family. I know about you, Jesus. I read the Bible so many times that you know I'm going to live my own life. I don't care about you that much. I do what I want. You can tell me one thousand times. I'm going to do what I want. If you live like that, you basically kick out, kick God out of your life. You will not receive His protection. You push Him out. You leave God out of your life, and you cannot. Expect the protection of God. If you want to ex- you expect the protection of God, you must have God as your God. We cannot control everybody. We cannot tell people what to do. We all have our own decision. We have our own will. For me and my house, God is my rock. He is my protector. He is my fortress. He is my Lord. I and Pastor Da, 
and my children and grandchildren shall serve the Lord all the days of our life. That's my will and my decision. So I'm not ashamed to talk about Jesus in Thailand. I'm not ashamed to talk about God in front of all the Buddhist people. I'm not ashamed to worship God in front of heathens around me, because God is my God, and I know God will protect me, and God will give me special grace, because I have a covenant with Him, I have a insurance policy with Him. He will take care of me when the time. I need him to help me. The Bible says, "He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty." When we talk about God's protection, we keep hearing this kind of sentence or this kind of words: shelter, refuge, fortress, secret place, covering, feather, wings. The cloud of glory. You can see the cloud around you. That is a picture of protection. These words have to do with the word the covering. You are under the shelter. You are under the secret place and in the fortress. Let's talk about covering something around you. It is like a hand. A few weeks ago, I went with a Thai group in the church. Out of town for uh, for fun together, like a sightseeing, and the wind was so strong in that area to look at the river and the mountain, and suddenly I feel some dust come into my eyes. What is my reaction? I put my hand up on my eyes like this when the wind blow to me, because I want to protect my face and my eyes. This is a picture of covering something. Over you, around you, to cover you, to protect you. When the wind blow to you, you don't want to be in danger. You put something up to protect you. The shield, the hand, the protection. There is a picture that God want to give to us. That God is the shield. God is a shelter. God is the feather. He is protecting us to cover us. Is He able to do it? Is it real? Is protection of God real? Is the covering of God real? Even though we don't see, but is it real? Can He cover us? And can He put His hand over us and cover us? Yes, He can. The Bible keeps talking about the secret place of the Most High. The secret place. Fortunately. This secret place—that's why we are here to learn how to get in. This secret place is not a secret to us. If it's a secret to us, we're going to be in big trouble. But the secret place is a secret place to the devil, and to the calamity, and to the bad people, to the demons. They could not find us because we are in the secret place. Amen. The enemy. Cannot see us. We walk around, but the enemy could not find me, because I am around with. I'm surrounded by the hand of God and the covering of God on my life. You need to understand that this all scripture were written before the intercontinental nuclear 
missiles in that generation. In that generation, the army will come with spear, with a shield, with all kinds of uh, hand armor. They don't have the missile like today, so they come in. They come in, raiding in. Palm, palm, palm. Have you ever seen the Roman movie soldier, like uh, Ben Hur or something like that? They came, boom, 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 and you are in the city. Suddenly, when you saw that raiding army coming in, you blow the trumpet. Woo! All the kids, all the wife, ran into a place. Where they built in the cave, with a big door, maybe maybe the really big stone stony door. They run in there, close the door, boom, and that place is secret. The army of the enemy do not know where our wife, our children are. They are hiding in the secret place. That the enemy cannot see, amen. Should we stay in the secret place? You look so excited. Some of you look like <laughs> I'm so excited because I know as a doctor I see cancer all the time. I see people sick. I see people with back pain, people with brain problem, Alzheimer, all kinds of problem. So I know that sickness is real. I know that the devil attack people. I need to be in the secret place so that I will not die soon. Amen. I'm so excited to know that I can be in the secret place. I can be in the shelter of the Almighty God. We have the enemy. He is like a rolling lion. He's searching. He's looking for somebody that he may. I'm going to emphasize that word tonight. He may devour. He may. It means somebody he will not find. But somebody he see right away. Ah, pirate. Okay, no, just, just, yeah. <laughs> I hope he doesn't get mad at me. I can call his name because he's my old friend. We know each other for a long time. <laughs> He could not find you. He's looking. He's searching, but he cannot find the members of New Hope International Church. He cannot find the members of the Blessing Church in Virginia. He cannot find the members. And the leaders of the Desert Revival Church in Arizona. He cannot find the members and the leaders of the House of Glory in Bangkok, because you all dwell in the secret place of the Most High. Are you glad? We're gonna learn how to get in there. We need to find the secret place. The Bible say again, "He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty." What does it mean to dwell? It doesn't mean to rent a hotel or to rent a Airbnb just for two nights. It means to stay. It means to lodge in, to put your root down, to put your Pull down, and I am here. I stay here forever. 
I'm not leaving. I am in the secret place forever. God has shadow over me. The Bible says, and shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. What does it mean, shadow? You need to understand this. God himself is light. The Bible says there is no darkness in him at all. But why the Bible talks about shadow of God? What does it mean? It means that when he is over us, the bright sunshine, the heat going to come on us, but it could not pass him because he's over us. So what happened? His shadow is over us. We are under the shade of God's protection. The shadow of God is over us. Everyone put your hand like this. God is over me. I hope you take a shower this morning. Otherwise, the person next to you may be fainted. Put your hand up again. The shadow. He is over me. What does it mean? We are in his secret place. His shadow is over me. It means that, number one, the enemy could not see us. Two, it means that if the enemy see a little bit of our nose or our ear, because our ear listen to some gossiping too much, our ear get out of the covering of God. Maybe the devil see our hand because we love money so much and we want to keep all the money. We don't want to give tie to the Lord. So even the body inside our hand is outside. He see our hand. <laughs> but in order for him to come to us, to touch us, to stab us, to hurt us, to kill us, it means he has to go through God. Through, T-H-R-O-U-G-H. He has to come through God. And the fact is, no one can knock God down. No one can pass through God. He is the biggest person in the whole universe. He's the most powerful person in the whole universe. No one can get through my God. And no one has done that. No one has been, been through God yet. We all need to surrender to God. It's not a big concern at all that the devil can touch us if we are in the secret place of the Most High. It is impossible for the enemy to touch us. Impossible. The problem is that we get out of the secret place. <laughs> the problem is that we don't even stay in the secret place. That's why we get hurt. That's why we get destroyed. We leave the secret place. We kick God out of us. We do not want to obey God. We just rebellious and become independent. We are not covered by God. We need to be covered by God. All the time. 24-7. Even one second, I want to be in the covering of God. Amen? I want to lodge in. I want to put my root down there and stay there. I like the word abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I'm going to finish here in two minutes. When we abide in the shadow of the Almighty, it's related to the word El Shaddai. The word El Shaddai means all-sufficient God. God 
has everything that we need. God has more than enough that we need. So when I stay inside His shadow, there, inside His protection and shelter, will I need anything? Let me change the sentence. Will I lack anything? When I am with Him, the El Shaddai, the all-sufficient God, will I lack anything? Why? Because He is the all-sufficient God. All the things that I need in that shelter, in that secret place, in that shadow, He can meet all of my needs. I don't have to worry. I don't have to be concerned. I don't have to lose sleep. Amen? Verses 2 to 4. I will say it of the Lord. He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In Him I will trust. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. And He shall cover you with His feathers. And under His wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield. Okay. I want to make a conclusion this morning. The Bible talks about refuge, fortress, cover, feather, wings. Let me ask this question. Can God cover a man? Can God cover a woman? Can God cover a family? Can God cover a church? Can God cover a nation? That's why my dream is to see Thailand to become a Christian nation. I want God to cover Thailand. God has covered USA for many years. USA is the most wonderful country in the world. I believe the reason because the, our ancestors here in America worship the Lord. And they love the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank God for America. Amen? God still can cover America. Without God, America is nothing. We need God to cover America. Without God, the land, the city will not be saved. Let me read the last scripture and I will continue tonight. Psalm 127 verse 1. Unless the Lord builds the house, its builders labor in vain. Listen to the second sentence. This is the key for protection. Unless the Lord watches over your life, your home, your work, your city, your church, your country, the watchmen stand guard in vain. What do we need? We need God, our protector. He cover us. So tonight, we're going to read many scriptures about God's covering. Amen? We're going to learn how God hover over us, cover us, surround us. Many, many scriptures. Are you excited? We're going to look at the scripture together. And from today on, wherever you walk, wherever you are, you see in your spirit, you believe in your spirit, God is covering me. He's putting the shield over me. I'm surrounded by the power of God. I am protected. Do you see yourself that way? Should you see yourself that way? Again, put your hand up. I am covered. 
I'm surrounded. Hmm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you so much for showing us the Scripture, how to dwell in the secret place of the Most High. Lord, we have our own will. We have our own choice. We make a choice to get into your secret place, to dwell in that place, to stay, to lodge, to live, to abide in the secret place and under the shadow of the Almighty Lord, and we believe in that place. We receive protection. All of them, all we shall be delivered in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty. Thank you.